what is the one aspect that you would say you most are governed by, driven by, inspired by body, mind, heart, soul, spirit? I don't think it's much of an exaggeration to say that like they've saved my life. Mm. Like they've pulled me out of some really dark times. Mm. Um, and so it's like, but it, it is all of them. Like it's all mm. those pieces that you talked on. Um, because as you know, like we carry emotions in our physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like yoga helps me work through those emotions sometimes in a way that I can't otherwise. Oh, yes. And like meditation provides the stillness that I otherwise don't give myself. So I can like continue to kind of like work through that. And journaling allows me to like get to that deep soul connection of like what I need and how things are actually like feeling and landing when I can't like otherwise find the words to like tell somebody mm-hmm. when you can kind of like get to that like soul space of writing where it's like really actually not conscious to some level because mm-hmm. you're so tuned in that the words are just kind of like flowing out of you that all of a sudden you're like oh that's how I've been mm-hmm. feeling Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real life approach. Designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live Empowered, Dream Design Deliver. Welcome to episode 52 of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am so, so excited to bring to you today my friend and colleague in the wellness space, Katie Arnold. Katie Arnold is a RYT 200 vinyasa and restorative-based yoga and meditation instructor, helping women reconnect with themselves and stress less through movement and mindset practices. After years of burning the candle at both ends, she discovered the five habits that helped her reconnect with herself every single time. These five components of connection our mindful movement, meditation, self-care, journaling, and community. Welcome, Katie Arnold. Thank you so much for being here on the, the on the Empowered by Design podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. I'm so excited. We've already been chatting. <laughs> we just started chatting. Um, but I but I am just wanting to, I've been excited to bring you to this space and to share you with people um, in this way for a long time because I've been I've shared about you on this podcast and in my emails to my email list because you have been such an inspiration and part of my um, journey of healing and growth that is for us I think people like us were pretty similar that is a lifelong thing. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. love learning. We love growing. And there's always, um, whether there's always, I feel like there's always healing to be done, whether it's healing from things that have come years before, um, that sometimes can pop back up and say, Oh, that's connected to this or, and, or things that we just experience every day, um, on in life, the ups and downs, uh, and ebbs and flows of life. So, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. I'm so excited for this conversation. I, I know we're both 
yeah, we both love to learn and grow and take notes and <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do all that, all that good stuff. And yeah. I, I so appreciate the fact that you've resonated with the work that I create and put out there and you've been such a huge support. So I'm yes. so happy to be here. And we are going to talk all about that um, and more today and, and really just where you can also find Katie um, and make her a part of your your journey as well, because she's amazing. Um, and I, I want to really when I think about this, the last sentence of your of the introduction that I read about you, the five components of connection, um, I think it will be great for us to just dive right in there and um, you you outlined mindful movement, meditation, self-care, journaling, and community as huge pieces of what have helped you and what you now bring to other people. So um, if you can just kind of, you know, start there and just tell us about yourself and um, and what those things mean to you and how you help other people find help in them. Yeah. Well, for me, it really kind of came really organically and something that I never really expected, but I have spent years, my background is in the music industry. I started practicing yoga during those days. And then like most people, my yoga practice was really off and on for years. It would change kind of depending on the season of life that I was in, which is really normal. Um, but I would say it was a breakup that kind of really started showing me how much I need all of these things just to Mm -hmm. kind of get through. Um, I had just moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan at the time I was dating somebody that relationship ended. And I found myself in one of the worst, like anxiety spaces I had ever been in, Hmm. um, where truthfully, I remember like going out for a drive to try and calm myself down and came home, shut my apartment door and leaned up against the door and just slid down to the ground in tears. And I like, Hmm. didn't know how to get myself up, how to get myself out of that space. And it was kind of in that moment that I was like, oh yeah, yoga helps you. So I joined a yoga studio probably the very next day that was in the area, had committed myself to their 30 days for $30 or whatever the promotion (laughs) was and went as much as I could. I found a therapist to help me kind of work through my anxiety and really committed to the entire practice of self-care. I started reaching out to all my friends who, while I didn't really have any locally, um, the ones that were all over the country and all over the world, like just really tried to turn to my community. I got back into a daily gratitude journaling practice and that therapist that I had started seeing had asked if I'd ever tried meditation. And at the time I was like, no, not aside from like, you know, maybe a couple of moments that my yoga teacher would guide us through in class. Mm -hmm. Um, and the combination of all of those things were so helpful. I picked myself back up. I like got myself back out there. I felt kind of like put together and, you know, kind of fast forward new relationship that relationship ends. I'm completely heartbroken, but I knew what to do. Mm. I just like snapped right back into all of those things that I had done before. And it didn't mean that like the breakup didn't hurt anymore, but I was just like, Oh my gosh, there's something about these things that help me like reground. Um, and it felt like magic in a way. Like it sounds like magic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter. And really for me, like, it doesn't matter if it's a breakup, the breakups were kind of the things that like really put it out there. But over the years, when I was working in the music industry and working multiple jobs and trying to make it, like I made time to go to yoga or to go to the gym and get in my workout or to hang out with friends, like the things that kind of helped ground me at the time. Um, 
and just kind of, it, it took me a long time, but I like finally was able to start putting the pieces together and realize that it's all of these things that if I do them on a consistent basis, it doesn't mean that I am always like, everything is always going to be easy or that I'm always going to feel grounded, but it becomes easier to stay connected to myself or to like come right back to myself as I kind of think of it when life kind of throws you those curveballs, whether it be a breakup or a job loss or, you know, loss of a loved one, like whatever it kind of happens to be that, you know, inevitably, inevitably life is going to throw at you. Um, these are just kind of like my, my magic puzzle pieces, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Magic formula. It really is. It's lovely to hear how that coming together, the coming together and recognizing there's not just one way, right? Like there's, there's different things, different pieces to the puzzle that when to, when put together, or at least, um, attended to together in a together kind of way can really be so transformative and powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, I'm so intrigued by, can you tell us a little bit more? I think when I hear music industry, I'm just like, tell me more about that. (laughs) Well, for me, so I went to school for music. I spent my whole life kind of um, knowing that what I wanted to do was work in music. I wanted to be like a famous singer. Like I think every young kid does at some point in time. I mean, even just like the other week, I was sitting with one of my coworkers at my full-time job and we were listening to boy bands from our childhood and then like Michelle Branch and cause she just had her like 20th anniversary or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. of one of her albums. And I wanted to be Michelle Branch. Like I started learning guitar because I wanted to be her. I wrote my own songs. Like music was just kind of like in my bones, what I wanted to do. And then I went to music school and I was like essentially eaten alive by Mm. the vocal department at my school. I was not, not a good fit for that, but I loved my business classes. So I was like, okay, I don't need to double major. I just need to go all in on what is actually like lighting me up. And that was the business courses. So I graduated with a degree in music business management and spent a couple years trying to make it in the New York city area. I lived in New Jersey just because it was a little bit cheaper than New York (laughs) and worked multiple jobs. I worked for a artist management company that worked with a lot of, um, they had like tribute bands and stuff. So I kind of learned a little bit on like the booking side of that. I did some college radio. I got my hands in a lot of different pots while I was there and kind of figured out what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, but they, they don't pay, they don't pay very well at all. So I was always working another job. Um, and then one of my interns invited me to go see his band play. He knew I wanted to get into management on my own, invited me to go see one of his bands play that he was in. And I was like, yes, went to go to that show, loved them, worked with them for about three years. And in the middle of that, I moved from New Jersey out to Los Angeles, the band or some members of the band moved from New Jersey to Denver, Colorado, and we continued to work together despite and all you that. were, you were their manager. I was their manager. Yeah. Okay. And kind of in those days, it was really manager. Technically you are not booking shows and tours and that sort of thing. I was back in those days, just because it's a really blurry line when a band is that small. Um, and, but we were building a name for ourselves, getting known, getting more people out there playing more than the band ever had before. Um, when they got to LA, we were doing some cross country tours, regional tours, We were really kind of building our name for ourselves. I had another job in the industry doing, working for a producer management company. 
where I managed recording album budgets, uh, which was very cool and very interesting. And I mean, I learned just how much money can go into some of those budgets, which is Mm. insane, but it was a cool (laughs) process, (laughs) definitely a cool process. And then you'd get to hear the music first and in all of its different stages, which was always so interesting to me because I had never, never been a part of kind of the creation on that end before. And then I knew that the band that I was working with was like about to kind of blow up. And so I actually left my full-time music industry job, went full-time at uh, a retail job that I was doing nights and weekends because I wanted a little bit more flexibility. Um, And then I lost that band that I was working with um, to a... I just felt myself like exhale, like oh, <laughs> yeah. the heartbreak. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a big heartbreak. It was a label that happened to also be a management company and they offered them an exclusive management contract and all the money that they needed to record their album. Mm. So as a 23 year old, that was nothing that I could, compete I could with. compete with. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that kind of was, I kind of, as I put it, my big heartbreak of mm-hmm. the music industry that mm-hmm. totally kind of took me off path and also at the same time brought me back to yoga. <laughs> yeah. Well, and put, and now you're he- here and you're not right now, you're not working in the music industry. Yeah, okay. no, I haven't okay. worked in music for like five or six years at this point. Okay. I tried to make a comeback, um, with another company a few years ago and it just, it wasn't my place still. So, so that is, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me. Um, you know, you, you called music like in your bones and your like in your soul for, you knew from, from a little, a little kid, um, singing and I'm picturing you like singing in the mirror in your hairbrush when you were saying, <laughs> you know, like, like we all do. Um, but so the, I, so how we met is how we got connected is so interesting now because I knew you that I heard this, I heard bits and pieces of your story and the music industry, um, connection after meeting you as a fellow coachee in the unstock entrepreneur well, you know, for wellness entrepreneurs, um, and that was about a year and a half ago that we connected through that through that. And so for for me, it's so interesting. I love just hearing how people get to where they are right now. And um, what we just to give a little background. So we've been a, on this journey together of um, growing our business, growing our, our pieces of our business in the wellness space and um, have just loved support. I've talked before on this podcast and other places about the community that is so supportive and so inspiring and so empowering that we have in with Sean Miner and Unstuck Entrepreneur. Um, And you've been, so you and I started at the same time and have been together in that same group um, for a while. Yeah. Since the beginning. Since the (laughs) beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, how, so right, tell us now, right now, what you, what, what are you doing and where we can find you and, and how you're using your experience, um, to help other people heal and grow. Yeah. So essentially from all of those days in the music industry and all of that heartbreak, that was kind of how I landed on these five components of connection. And so I really realized like my people are like me in my past life, so to speak, where I was burning the candle at both Mm. ends. And I needed someone to just kind of like force me to rest. Um, and my body would do that for me. So I would end up getting sick anytime I actually needed to rest because it was the only way that I would stop. Mm. Um, and so it's my hope that I'm now able to help those people who, it's not a bad thing that we love what we do so much that we're willing to kind of like work and work and work to make Mm -hmm. it happen. 
but it's not bad up to the point that it is and that we are so burnt out and we're so exhausted and stressed out and like want to rip our hair out. And maybe we're even losing our hair because we're so stressed out. Mm -hmm. Like all of those kind of things that come out of overworking and being stressed and anxious and all of that. So it's my hope now that I am able to provide these women, these tools to help them slow down Mm -hmm. and to help them reconnect with themselves and to give them the tools that allow you to find that place of reconnection and to remind you that like your self-care is so important and you can't keep pushing all the time if you haven't committed to that time for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say that, that I can so identify with that image of burning the candle at both, both ends. Um, and I think that we're very similar in that. And I love that you said that, um, it's not bad. Like, so I, I always like to help people try to avoid judging ourselves for the decisions that we make or the, the behaviors, um, but also learn from them so that we can continue to, take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves. But I had, and in our year, I think that um, year and a half in, in growing the business and, and kind of going through. So in our, in our program, we've really learned that um, we've been encouraged to really self-examine a lot and, um, and then also work, you know, work towards our goals. And um, I would say several months ago, I don't know how many months ago, but my husband had that very conversation with me. So I had started the podcast and I was, you know, new at it. So I had to edit a lot and it was just taking up so much time. And he said to me, um, you know, I just don't want you to burn the candle on both ends. Like he said those very, very words to me. <laughs> and, you know, to hear them, I, I'm kind of like a stubborn person. So I'm like, Ugh. You know, but he was coming from a place of love. And I'm like, well, what, you know, in my head, I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to edit this thing, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so, but it was, it's, it's been helpful to uh, over time, obviously, you know, and learn how to do it better and more and have more, um, you know, the process gets easier. But around the same time, I had this dream and I was sharing the dream out loud with my, my, one of my very best friends. I call her my treasure friend. And I was having, I'm like, I, for me, I, I really put a lot of meaning into my dreams and I, I'll try to um, come up with a meaning or interpretation of them myself, but it's really helpful when I either write it down or talk it out loud and, and then I make connections. And so around that same time, I had had this dream where I was in a house and I was running back and forth from one side of the house to the other side of the house and each side of the house had a staircase on either side and I was in the top floor and both of the staircases were on fire mm. and there was underneath on the ground floor I could see down and my brothers were there three brothers and they were there <laughs> and they were like doing something like playing a game like they were oblivious to this 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 fire and and we all, we have lots of nieces and nephews and kids and and i'm like you need to get these kids out right so it was just so interesting and there, there's more to the dream but that aspect of as i was telling it out loud of i'm running back and forth between these two staircases of trying to get out of the burning house and i couldn't get myself out because both of the staircases were on fire but i'm yelling down to the people below, like, get out of here. They're oblivious to the yeah. fire. But it was, it was that, that was, was that same time period. And as I'm telling the dream to my friend, she's just like, cause she's also what was in line with my husband of like, you need to stop something. There's something that you mm -hmm. need, you know, you have to give something up, um, to care for yourself. And it was just so telling of, of how how the passion and that fire that we have for what we love and what we what we you know our goals and our dreams and our, our mission um, can also be that thing that burns us out right that really like knocks us down and whew, just yeah 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 it's I mean I'm still I I do this work all the time right and it's like you know I have a full time job outside of 
teaching yoga. I'm in those early stages of, you know, building my business. And so it's very easy to burn the candle at both ends still. And so I have to have these like daily conversations with myself of like, what do you actually need right now? Mm. And it's like, is that rest or is it, is it the fire that you're going to pull out right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm in Aries. So I think in a lot of ways, like I have that fire, I'm probably more prone to being kind of fiery and charging forward. And I have to have that conversation with myself to just kind of, we got to slow down. Yeah. We got to, we got to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) You got to find something to like reconnect with yourself because otherwise you're, you're not actually going to move forward in the way that you think you will when you're so burnt out. You're not actually being productive anymore at that point. Yeah. And so oftentimes like what's more productive is to actually let your body rest. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, even like back when I was doing yoga in LA for the first time, and I had committed to that 30 days and that group on that I had done, I did restorative yoga for the very first time. And I had no idea what to expect, but you know, I, like you and I were kind of talking about before, like I wanted to try every class. I wanted to try all the different styles, the teachers, whatever would work with my work schedule. I would make that class work. Well, one day I could only make restorative work and restorative yoga for anyone who isn't really aware is very slow. It is long, not active holds where you're using props to kind of hold yourself in place for several minutes at a time. And so the hard part of that is actually getting your mind to quiet Mm. because your body isn't doing anything. You don't have a flow to distract your mind and you're not moving to a new pose very often. You're not feeling that active stretch. So oftentimes people hate it because they feel like they're not actually doing anything. Whereas like gravity is actually kind of gently opening things up. But I left that class and part of me was like, oh my gosh, that was awful. That was awful. Mm -hmm. I had to just sit in stillness. Mm -hmm. I had to just have my legs up the wall for five minutes. Like, what was that? (laughs) And then I think it was like a couple (laughs) days later that I was like, that was wonderful. And I need to go back. Yes. It's all a piece pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. So it's like the, the women out there who are maybe listening to this and they're just like, yeah, I love yoga. I love hot vinyasa classes. I want to burn off all that energy. That's great. But you also need the other side of it. Yeah. I would say I I'm one of those women who felt like when I would do yoga, um, I dab, I'm a yoga dabbler. So I've done, you know, I can't remember the very first time I ever took a class, but it was very much more of, I think in my generation, it was all about, um, well with, you know, with body image and losing weight and staying fit is all about cardio. And then maybe, you know, you would introduce some weights, you know, resistance training, weight training, whatever to build the muscles. But in my just in my experience, it was, I, and I was a very active, like always participating in sports too. So I guess kind of just, it was easy for me to think about cardio as the most important thing about movement and cardio meaning like getting your heart rate up Mm -hmm. high. Um, and so for me, yoga always felt like it was doing nothing. You know, it was felt like this isn't, I'm not sweating or I'm not, you know, moving, (laughs) I'm not like going anywhere. And that has been such a beautiful experience for me over the past couple of years in just noticing the strength of my body as I, the strength, the balance, um, the patience, that it's not just about, it's such so much more than the body. It's the body obviously, but it also brings in, like you said, um, just the experience of slowing down and resting and not even knowing how much we need that until we have it and experience the benefits of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, when I talk about the mindful movement piece, like I am talking about all 
all sides of that. There's a time and a place for, you know, I'm a marathon runner. So there's a time and a place for running long distances. I did not know that. See, look, I love learning these fun facts. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I became a runner years ago and ran, well, my first and only marathon in October, 2019. Um, but there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for lifting weights. And then there's a time and a place for a fiery vinyasa flow. But then there's also the time and a place for restorative yoga, for yin yoga, for foam rolling, for walking. Like there's kind of a time for it all. And I released a mindful movement class calendar, um, for my people probably like a year ago, because I found it's hard sometimes to like tune into what Mm. we need and Mm -hmm. to kind of recognize like how to go about that mindful practice. So I could give you a calendar of a yoga class to do every single day. But what if one day I put a like fiery vinyasa class and you woke up sick and tired? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm that fiery vinyasa class is not what's going to suit you that day. What's going to suit you is either going to be rest or maybe a super restorative class that allows your nervous system to calm back down. And so, you know, I, I don't want to, even though now I feel like more often than not, I preach slowing down (laughs) (laughs) rather than vinyasa practices. It's just because I think there's enough other people out there that are kind of screaming the vinyasa harder classes and the push, push, push. And so I'm here to kind of be that opposite voice. That's just like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We got to have it all slow Mm -hmm. down. Like stop, stop pushing all the time because your, your body is stressed out. If you're stressed out from work and you're then going to run seven miles, well, you are adding extra stress. And it took me a really, really long time to learn that. Yeah. It's uh, two things. I want to come back to um, ask you to explain for us the difference between vinyasa yoga and yin yoga. But before that, can you tell us um, where to find what you're talking about when you say the, um, the calendar? Um, because I've been absorbing so many of your classes on YouTube. So um, if you've heard me talk about Katie and now you you're listening to Katie, um, you can find her at I am Katie Arnold on mm-hmm. YouTube. That's your website too. I am Katie Arnold.com. Yep. Right. Um, but tell, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Well, I guess I just did tell people where to find <laughs> you, where else to find you. And, um, and then also, can you explain that the difference? Yeah. So you can find me at I am Katie Arnold on all social media. My website is I am Katie Um, there's links to everything on there as well with YouTube. It's a little bit more complicated. You have to have a certain number of followers before you can get like the URL that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you search Katie Arnold yoga, I should be the first thing that comes up. Um, but that mindful movement class calendar, you can actually go to I am Katie Arnold.com slash free. And there is a link to it from there. Um, and it, it breaks it down. So you wake up in the morning or you get yourself to the point in your day that you're like figuring out what your movement practice is going to be. For me, it's morning. That's really when I'm at my best. I like to start my day with movement. I know that if I get later in the day, it's less likely that I will actually show up at the gym or Mm -hmm. on my mat or putting on my running shoes or anything like that. So I have to get it done first thing in the morning. Not everyone's that way. And that's okay. Um, but I'm that way. (laughs) That's me. Yes. I am that way. Yes. And and then it's done. It's you're it's done starting your day. Correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Correctly. Um, (laughs) Maybe not correctly, but you're (laughs) listen to me in the judgment. Um, you're starting your day off on the, on the right foot, I was say on the yeah. right foot but whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're starting your day off with that attention uh, to yourself and your health. Yeah. And I think just like intention to take care of mm-hmm. yourself. And so that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for the people, I have plenty of people in my life who 
you know, they're not, they're not morning people. They do just fine waking up, rolling out of bed and going to work. I'm not, I'm not that way. I will never be that way. Um, but yeah, so it it walks you through kind of that, like sitting and asking yourself, how do I feel okay. right now? Tuning okay. into your body. That's nice. And then you get a suggestion based on your answer. Okay. Awesome. So if you're feeling tired, lethargic, mm-hmm. you're likely to get a, a gentler class. And if you are feeling more energetic, you're likely to get a more energetic option yeah. that will kind of allow you to burn off some of that energy. And I think um, I love to hear, I have not downloaded the calendar yet. I, I have been able to sometimes just by the title. So the titles of your classes that you offer on YouTube sometimes can help with that. So one of the, one of the, um, one of the things that I have talked about directly here before in one of my episodes. So I had, um, I was diagnosed with COVID in this, the end of the summer, towards the end of the summer and decided, you know, I'm going to be okay through this. Even though I was vaccinated, it was a shock. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was, thankfully I had a mild case, but one of the things that I decided early was I'm going to take, I'm going to do some very important things to take care of myself and did one of your yoga videos every single, there was one day I missed, but I was going to say every single day of my 16 day quarantine, I had to stay (laughs) a little longer. Um, but, uh, but there were some days where I was just like, I don't, there's not one part of me that wants to do a, a yoga video right now. But I, I'm, I told myself I was going to, and I know it's going to be good for me, um, just to keep myself, you know, nurturing myself. And there was one, I remember talking, I think it's called lazy, gentle yoga or gentle, lazy yoga is one of my favorites <laughs> during that time <laughs> for sure. Um, but it was, uh, it was a lifesaver for me and, and not just, I, this is the part that I love where you bring in those five pieces is not just for my body, but like, even just like I was so like, hi, Katie, you know, even it was, even though it was a video and it wasn't live, it was nice to connect with you. And that was also part of it for me. So yeah, that was just one of my experiences. And I've loved, I've loved doing your videos. Well, I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess like going back to your other question in terms of kind of explaining the different Mm -hmm. kinds of yoga. So vinyasa yoga is like what you would often think of as like a flow based yoga. So where there's a lot of strengthening poses, standing poses, balancing poses, that's often where you're going to get like a chaturanga, Mm -hmm. um, or like the yogi push up. So that's really where you're kind of flowing. You're moving a lot. You're going to start a little bit slower and you're going to end a little bit slower, but then you're really kind of building heat in the body. Uh, yin style yoga is active stretching essentially that gets deep into like the connective Mm -hmm. tissues. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hold things a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and you might use some props. Like you might use blocks or something like that to kind of like hold yourself in place, but you're going to feel an active stretch for a longer hold. Um, For anyone out there who practices yoga, you might know a lizard lunge. That's like one of the best ways or like one of the poses. One of my my favorite is pigeon. Yeah. So where you're like holding those longer Mm -hmm. and it, it might get uncomfortable. It's hopefully not hurting. And if, you know, you take any of my classes, you'll hear me say this over and over again. If it's hurting, I want you to back out. Mm-hmm. but you should feel kind of like an active stretch where it's a little bit uncomfortable. And that's because we're like really kind of digging in deep. Yeah. And so you might hold those poses for a minute or two. And then restorative yoga is where we bring in all the props. And so you might use bolsters or blankets or straps or all the goodies. And you really allow the body to relax and the nervous system to calm down. And the gravity is essentially kind of like opening things up. So you don't Mm -hmm. feel that active stretch necessarily, but you're still getting it because gravity is taking that like gentle pull. Yeah. So you can definitely try out some of Katie's videos to see if, if you like 
her style because I do think how I said, you know, seeing you and connecting with you um, is is a part of the experience for me because I like you, right? So it's important to find somebody that you can connect with, an instructor that, you know, you really feel that sense of safety and security with. Um, so, but then tell us how we can go even beyond those videos. If you, I mean, if you enjoy practicing with me, the YouTube videos, there's a few longer videos, but for the most part, they're shorter. Um, I try to keep them 20 minutes or less. Sometimes it's 25, but I try to keep them shorter. If you like a longer practice or you like practicing live, um, I do have a virtual yoga and meditation studio called Studio Connection. And we actually take those five components of connection and we build them into our practices every single month. So mm -hmm. we practice live uh, at least three times a month together. We have a live meditation and journaling session, a live either slow flow or vinyasa, and then a live either kind of gentle yoga class, as I call it, which is a little bit of yin with a little bit of restorative, um, or we practice a full-on restorative class. We have three live classes together. There's journal prompts every single month. There's a self-care challenge because I think so often we kind of get stuck in a loop of always going to the same things for self-care or thinking that self-care is only massages, pedicures, and bubble baths. And <laughs> it is so much more than that. Yes. Yes, it is. So I like to challenge everyone to kind of view self-care in a different way and maybe to find a new form of self-care for yourself mm -hmm. that can kind of, you had never thought of before. And suddenly it really like resonates for you. Um, there's a meditation every single month. And we have an intention that I kind of build it all around. And it's like this intention for connection. And this month right now, the studio, our intention is stillness. And so we're finding mm -hmm. stillness in our meditation, in our yoga classes. We have a slow flow where the intention is still stillness, even though we are actually like moving and building heat in our bodies. So we practice live together as a community. We have a community, um, well, it's a Slack channel or Slack group. So we can mm -hmm. kind of all kind of connect there and hold each other accountable and have our people, have our tribes. Yes. So oh, I love that. Yes. Cause that is part of, yeah, that's the part of the thing is being able to have that support, find it, maintain it and give and, and receive support and love in that, in those spaces. Yeah. Now that it's January, you know, the beginning of 2022, one of the themes in in my in my life and in my practice and my business is um, dreams coming true in 2022. So I'm just wondering for you as you enter into 2022, what are some of the things that you think about personally and professionally in that theme of you know, making your dreams come true or celebrating your dreams come true? Oh my gosh. That's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's like, I have, so I have a lot of like really good personal energy right now around 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I like, this is some of where like my woo woo side comes out, like my signs from the universe. I see angel numbers all the time mm -hmm. and my angel numbers that I keep seeing right now are two, two, two. Okay. So the angel number two, two, two signifies a new beginning. We all have access to a powerful tool for creating our life experience, our mind by choosing to focus on positive thoughts. You can create a different life. Angel number two, two, two tells you that your positive thoughts and visualizations are about to become reality. Ooh, I love that. Right. And yes. so like, I, I've just been seeing it like everywhere mm -hmm. and it's not a looking for it. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I know where I can like walk in my neighborhood and I can see 
the houses that have 222 in their address, right? Like it's not me specifically looking for it, but it's like maybe me being in a zone on a walk and like lifting my head. And suddenly I'm like, oh, that's the house that's address is like 222, right, whatever. Right, right. Or like walking out of my parents' house the other week and realizing that um, like my sister's car has 222 in the license plate. And so like seeing it just like repeatedly in all these different avenues has, and it's just like coming into 2022, I've had all this energy of like, oh no, this is literally like the year that things are about to happen. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Cause as you were saying two, 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 I, I wasn't making the connection of 2022, right? Like the, I mean, it's not all in line, but you know. But even just like the, the two, two, like the repeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. any of those like repeating numbers, but like Mm. for me, just it's been additional reassurance to just kind of this energy that I've already been feeling that like, oh no, like things are going to be different. Like this is the year personally, professionally, like whatever I've been like kind of manifesting or trying to manifest and been frustrated because I haven't felt like it was like, there's a different energy for me this year around it where I'm like, no, I'm going to like the actions I've been afraid of taking, like I'm going to do. And I mean, I've had the idea for a podcast for, I don't know, like five or six years before it was like when everyone seemed to have a podcast. Right. And Mm. I could never like bite the bullet and do it. And I could never, like no idea was ever good enough Hmm. to start my podcast. And like this year, I'm just kind of finally like over my own bullshit, like, (laughs) excuse my language, (laughs) but like, I'm just like ready to push past all of it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You wanted to do this for so long. And just like starting to record the episodes. I'm having so much fun. Oh, that's so awesome. I love hearing that. And I like, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. Like things are, things are happening this year. That's so exciting. I love hearing that. So, so fun. And when can we expect to hear, or when, when is it coming out? So the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) He made eyes at me. I did. (laughs) Or maybe it was just excited. It might, it was probably just excitement. (laughs) <laughs> um, and maybe also like that, like, oh my gosh, wait, it's right. like coming. coming. So the podcast launches Monday, January 10th. Yeah. Well, so I have awesome. a bonus episode and a teaser that actually are releasing before that, but the first actual podcast episode with the guided meditation and journal prompt that goes with it launches January 10th. And Yay. then it'll be every Monday that follows. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's the soul connection podcast, and it is a mix of meditations, guided meditations and journaling prompts to help you find connection. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so, that's what I love about, um, finding community and finding people who speak our language, because a lot of what we do is overlapping and really, um, recognizing there's not just one way to accomplish what we want to accomplish, but there's pieces that we put together and, and being able to slow down, be still tune in, um, is the, is the way that we know what we need. And sometimes when we don't know what we need, that's why it's so helpful to have community. I am so, so, so excited to connect with you here. And I'm also excited to tell you about this amazing program that I have developed, that I've designed and delivered to you called the Design and Flow Program. This program is one that I have spent lots and lots of time and energy, love. I have poured my soul, my spirit, my heart into developing this program, Design and Flow, for people like us, people who love to learn, who love to grow, who love to heal in a meaningful way along the path of life with the ups and downs, bumps in the roads that we all face as humans, and to really look at them in a way that feels authentic, that feels 
good, that feels like we're making some kind of meaning and that we are on the path to our purpose and our mission. If you have found me here, then you know that I believe you are right where you are meant to be. You are. You are meant to find me here. Check it out on the website, drliz.com slash flow. That's D-R-L-Y-Z dot com slash F-L-O. Lots and lots of goodies and golden nuggets are there for you to experience learning, growing, learning about yourself, becoming more authentically connected with who you are so that you feel more joy, less stress, more confident, more connected and loved with yourself and with your loves. Oh, I'm so excited about this program and I cannot wait to connect with you there. Um, In addition to the tools and resources there, we get to hang out. We get to hang out live. We chat. We bring your questions. I will have answers. And we will just find another way to really make meaning of the things that we experience in this life. And I cannot wait to connect with you at Design & Flow. Again, check it out at my website, drliz.com slash flow, F-L-O, leave off that last W and come to the live call and I'll tell you why. (laughs) So another question that I have is when we talk about our work, we know that it comes from not only what we're skilled at and what we've studied and what we, you know, what we've been trained in, but also there's a personal aspect to our work that makes it as magical as it is, you know, and um, special. I think that that. Um, so for me, I like to incorporate the body, the mind, the heart the soul and the spirit. So all of those aspects, like really incorporate pieces of those in order to, there's not just one right way, but you know, when you can combine all of those aspects, you can find your right way. So I'm thinking when you um, think about you, your work, your life, what is the one aspect that you would say you most are Governed by, driven by, inspired by, body, mind, heart, soul, spirit. I don't know how to pick one. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I mean, if I were to pick one, I think where I land is mind. Mm. And I land there because of like the mental health piece. Because for me, all of these practices like really... I don't think it's much of an exaggeration to say that like they've saved my life. Mm. Like they've pulled me out of some really dark times. Mm. Um, and so it's like, but it, it is all of them. Like it's all Mm. those pieces that you talked on. Um, because as you know, like we carry emotions in our physical body. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like yoga helps me work through those emotions sometimes in a way that I can't otherwise. Oh, yes. And like meditation provides the stillness that I otherwise don't give myself. So I can like continue to kind of like work through that. And journaling allows me to like get to that deep soul connection of like what I need and how things are actually like feeling and landing when I can't like otherwise find the words to like tell somebody mm-hmm. when you can kind of like get to that like soul space of writing where it's like really actually not conscious to some level because mm-hmm. you're so tuned in that the words are just kind of like flowing out of you that all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's how I've been mm-hmm. feeling. Um, and so I guess like I would say mind, because for me, like yeah, like the mental health piece, it's just been so 
beneficial for that? Yeah, I love that. I, I, it really is a trick question, right? Because especially yeah. for people, <laughs> but I love to hear how you answer it. So it's really more about the, the way that you answer it than what you're saying. But I love how you could pull it apart. And I, that's the, the idea too, is pulling it apart to kind of say, oh, well, okay, mind, but then body and, and you know, so all the things, mm-hmm. and then we kind of put it back together. And sometimes it's more mind than body. And sometimes it's more heart than spirit, right? But when I take your classes um, on YouTube, I I love how you, it, you do incorporate all of them. So, you know, you'll say, uh, <laughs> and this one I just did t- this morning. Um, oh no. It was, I am, pre- <laughs> no, it was, oh. no, it's one of my favorites, the I am present. Um, okay. Yeah, and you have us do the tree pose and, um, today I was able, like, I, I feel emotion just saying it. Like I was able to, to do like have my, I was able to hold it way longer than I had been yeah. previous times. And I know that's the point. I know practicing makes us get better and makes it easier and makes us more able and confident. And, but like I was, and you said, um, you said something like, just pause and see what comes up, <laughs> see what you're noticing. <laughs> and I think you said that too in in another part of it of um, like the pigeon, which is one of my favorite moves is you were just like, just notice, notice what's coming up and mm-hmm. um, give yourself grace, you know? So I love that sometimes it is, we can feel like, okay, I'm going to re- I rely on, maybe I rely on my mind. And then when that's frustrating for me, I'll say, okay, what else can I do? Okay, I can, I need to move my body. Moving my body is gonna do something different than sitting here thinking about this thing that's on my mind is gonna help move it in a different way. And that's what I think is so much fun to incorporate all of these different aspects into, into our lives. Yeah. Well, and I think so often we just, and I mean, I, in many ways probably fell victim to this too, for a long time of just thinking that like yoga was a workout. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a way to like get in shape. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you become surprised in a way mm-hmm. as like everything kind of comes up with it. Yeah. And yeah, like you're able to notice what comes up. And then kind of realize you maybe need to work through something and Mm -hmm. you need to kind of like sit with it. And it, it's not uncommon and was not uncommon when I was teaching in person for people to get emotional at different points in the practice. And like, sometimes you want to like run over and be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But like, instead to just kind of like, let them sit with it. Mm -hmm. And I know I've had those moments in my yoga practice as well, where it's just like, all of a sudden I'm in tears on my yes, yoga mat. Yes. And it's just like, okay, I never saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't supposed yeah. to happen today. And then there's a part of you that's just like, are people seeing me sob? Can they hear me sniffling a thousand times and know that it's because I'm crying and just to like be with it. Mm -hmm. Like you have no choice in that moment, but to Mm -hmm. just like kind of nurture yourself at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Um, well, okay. So we're going to get to the, to what, and one more fun, fun part of this is that each time I invite a guest onto the, onto the podcast, um, we do a little game, little quiz called this or that. So I'm going to ask you a question, this or that, and you have to choose one or the other, or just, you know, answer the question in the best way. And then just kind of give a little bit of, um, you know, tell us why you chose what you chose. Taking a walk barefoot through the sand or through the meadow? Through the meadow. Sand gets hot. Like, (laughs) 
I don't know about anyone else, but I swear at least like once this summer, if I go walking on the sand, I have like forgotten that how hot it gets. And I like burn my feet, but like the meadow, you've got like the grass is cold underneath your feet. And at least for me, um, I don't know if this is because like, I'm more of a mountain girl than like a water girl. Okay. Um, I'm like drawn to the mountains. And so I guess like grass makes me think more like earthy grounding energy than like sand. Okay. All right. Love it. Um, (laughs) what is worse laundry or dishes? Dishes. I hate dishes. And actually I can give you a funny story here. So I (laughs) spent years like working in coffee shops. So in high school, I worked in a coffee shop in college after college, um, at different points, like between jobs, or if I had like a second job, I always went to work in a coffee shop. I actually love working in a coffee shop. Um, and I remember one of my managers at one point thought that I loved doing dishes because I always did them. So they'd sometimes just be like, oh yeah, go ahead. Do the, like, do the dishes. We know you like them. And I was like, wait, what? No, <laughs> I was like, I absolutely hate dishes, but I hate the clutter of dishes. Mm, got it. Mm-hmm. So I have to do them because I can't handle the clutter, but I absolutely like hate it. I would much rather do laundry. Okay. I don't like folding it either, but you know. But that's better than, yeah, better than cleaning dishes. Okay. Um, last, last one, read the book or watch the movie. Read the book. Definitely read the book, but I mean, that's tough, but I like, I have a hard time sitting still long enough for a movie. Hmm. Um, which might seem weird because like a book it does seem weird. longer. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it just, I just would not have guessed that about you. I, yeah, I, oh, man, I can't watch like a movie at home. Hmm. Like I, my focus is not there, but if like I were to, I had, um, like I have an ex-boyfriend who used to love going to the movies. And so we would go to the movies like quite a bit. And I could, I could sit and watch a movie in a movie theater and like stay focused, but I can't be at home and like watch a movie and be focused. I'll, I literally did this, um, over the weekend. I was watching the like 20th reunion, Harry Potter special thing that was on HBO max. How was it? It was great. It led me to, I made dinner and then I started watching the first Harry Potter movie. Mm. <laughs> and then I grabbed the book off of my shelf and put it on my stack of books to read. So like, I now need to like reread every book and <laughs> rewatch every movie. But I, I think I stopped the special and stopped the movie probably every like 20 minutes. And what did you Was do? It- Just got up and moved around. Did the dishes. (laughs) Did laundry and dishes. Like, did the dishes, got more water, went to the bathroom, let the dog out. Like, I just, I I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. I probably, like, scrolled social media and Mm. needed to, like, pause the movie to hear what someone was doing on or saying on their stories or, like, Mm -hmm. what audio they were using on their reel. Like, I can't. It's like, if I try to watch a movie at home, I suddenly have just an inability to focus. Hmm. Fun. That is a fun fact. Read the book. Read the book. (laughs) The stack of books. (laughs) Which like is probably because like you can read a chapter and then put it down. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Books are organized for that. Yes. Much more. There's an end to, yes, I love that. (laughs) Cause movies aren't. Mm -mm. No movies. It's like this, you gotta start to finish, but yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, this was so much fun, Katie. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I'm so excited to hear yours. Um, so once again, just give us a little rundown of where we can find you and, 
um, and see all the amazing things that you are doing. Well, you can find me on social media at I am Katie Arnold. Uh, you can go to my website if you want more information on the studio, or I think we talked about some freebies. So mm-hmm. all of those, um, it's I am really easy. Okay. There's links to the YouTube off of my website as well. So and what is practice with me? Yes. Yes. Um, then tell us one more time, the name of your podcast. So the podcast is the soul connection podcast, the soul connection podcast with Katie Arnold. Yay. Can't wait. So, so, so excited. It was so fun. Um, chatting with you, chatting with you before the new year, chatting with you after the new year, because, um, it is just so much fun to celebrate and, um, to be connected with you in, in this journey. And I feel like I've really enjoyed cultivating our friendship over, over the year and a half that we've known each other and look forward to continuing, um, getting to know you better and would love to see you in person someday. <laughs> this is fun, so much. but yes, yeah. that would be so fun. Yeah. Thank you. We'll for go do me. yoga in the meadow. Yes. <laughs> Yes. In the mountains. In the mountains. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And um, I, w- I just invite all of you, at, you know, as you're listening to um, share this episode, if you, if you loved it, share it with your friends, with your family, take a screenshot and tag us. You can tag us on social media. Um, I am Katie Arnold and I, I am, I am not Katie Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dr. Liz. You can you can screenshot and tag us both in your story so that we can know that you um, you enjoyed this episode. And I invite you to follow Katie and um, come back next week for our next episode on the Empowered by Design podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to connecting with you again next time. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at drliz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting and remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.